Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Happy Brewers Outlet Day. Great to have you with us on this Friday. It'll be a fun Friday as well. The head basketball coach of the Nittany Lions, Jim Ferry, is going to join us in just a few minutes. We'll be talking with him. Head football coach James Franklin on today. Let's see, and I think Carolyn Keeger, the Lady Lion basketball coach, says we got a lot going on, and the king with our picks. And once again, Matt will show some ACC bitterness when it comes to the Notre Dame-Clemson game. I thought long and hard about my pick, though. I I will say I was objective, taking out my hate from earlier in the week. I shouldn't say Ooh. hate. I, I should say my... Uh, Intense um, dislike. <laughs> I'll say my frustration. How about that? With the intense, line. Intense dislike. <laughs> but actually, yeah. we have a number of games. The King has gone all out. We're doing four or five NFL games, and we've got all the championship games and a few other college games this week. So we got a lot to pick later. Beautiful. Perfect. Let's go for it. Let's have some fun. We'll talk to Jim Ferry today, Carolyn Keeger today. And James Franklin today. And then we'll get to the King. Now that's a lineup. Now batting in number 20, Mike Schmidt. Michael Jack Schmidt. Now that's a lineup. How about that? I like that lineup. I think it's going to work. I'm all for it. Uh, that's, that's what we have going on today. All right, so... Did something today, this morning, and went out for a little while today. And today's show, by the way, brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket, imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. The pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none, and six great flavors of slushies. And gift cards, lots of gift cards at Brewers Outlet. Yeah. Okay. At this time of the year, you want to give somebody. You're like, I'm, man, I'm I'm searching for a gift here. I need something. And a gift card from Brewers Outlet, spot on. Tells them tells you how much you care and allows them to select what they want. It's all at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. And a great selection of pre-owned inventory. Check it all out online at sunburymotors.com. Great time to buy, great deals, fabulous service department, great sales staff as well. All at Sunbury Motors. All right, so I have been blessed beyond words with six incredible grandchildren. So guess what the grandfather went out and did today? Played in the snow? No, nope. 
went out and bought a Santa Claus outfit. How about that? Yeah. You would make an excellent Santa Claus, I think. Well, a good friend of mine, Jeff Brown, is probably the best I've ever seen at it. He's just great. But I thought I'd have a little fun with the kids. You know, I, I can't see them all at once this year. I can't. It's just the circumstances because you can't have big gatherings or anything like that. But, like, you know, I, even if it's on FaceTime, you know, wearing the outfit, whatever. Yeah, so... When I searched around, it took me a while to find, because obviously with my schedule, I got a little late. <laughs> I was a little late getting this done. <laughs> this is on me. I was late in getting this done. But, yeah, that's I went out and did that today. Finally found it um, at the, let me think, so how many places did I go? I went one, two, three, four, five. The sixth place I went to, I found Wow. It. Yeah. Um, Party City, which is, I mean, really essentially is the Sunbury Motor Studio, Party City. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> essentially, that is what it is. All right. That's that's what we have. Uh, Penn State, Illinois, tomorrow, 530, 4 o'clock will be the airtime here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. And then Penn State plays basketball with Illinois next Wednesday. So we're going to have Jim Ferry calling in in just a few minutes. We'll be talking with him about that and more on the show today. Uh, so he'll be calling us here in just a few minutes, and when he calls in, we'll take a break and then get him on the air. And uh, then Carolyn Keeger next half hour, the Lady Lions will be playing. In fact, that's Jim calling now, so we'll take a break. Back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. Welcome, everyone, back to the show. Great to have you with us on the show today. And with that, we bring in the uh, head coach of the Nittany Lion uh, men's basketball team. That is Jim Ferry. Jim, welcome. It's great to have you with us on the show today. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Appreciate All right. Yeah, Jim, let's let's start with this. You played Michigan on uh, Sunday. Illinois will be next, but that's going to be a 10-day gap between. You weren't able to schedule a game to put in there as your fifth non-conference game. So how do you want to handle it this weekend? Yeah, well, you know what? It's a unique 10 days because when you have finals in between there, which we just completed uh, all of our final exams, it doesn't really feel like a true 10 days because, um, again, the, the focus is academics first, always. So we got to make sure we give these guys enough time um, and, and give them enough confidence going into their final. So we took those two days off right after the game. Guys were able to settle in for their finals and be with their academic advisors, get everything squared away. Uh, and then during the week, you know, it, it's, it's not a normal setting for practice. You have some guys missing, some guys papers, uh, presentations, whatever it uh, may be with your final exam. So we kind of base everything around uh, when is there an open hour or two that we can get together as a group and just you know try to get better. So uh, what we did the other day, Wednesday, was just kind of like an individual skill day. We broke down in three different groups, guards, wings, forwards, and did a lot of individual work, get, them, get their bodies moving, get a lot of shots up, touching the ball, ball handling, footwork stuff. Um, and then we had some practices, and, and all that time we were trying to work on a game. We were trying to get a game uh, for this Saturday. We were close on two people, and then in the last moment, um, their universities weren't allowing them to stay in hotels the night before. So it kind of 
you know, we kind of got stuck where we, we really couldn't get a game. We tried really hard. Um, so what we're going to do is we practice yesterday and today, and then uh, tomorrow we're going to come in in the morning and play. We're going to warm up to a little bit of 5-on-0 uh, offensive stuff and then split up the teams evenly and then try to have a little scrimmage and get as competitive as possible where we get up and down the court. So the plan is to have an inter-squad scrimmage. I know we've had too many of them, but uh, I think these guys, it, it's better than grinding out another practice. Uh, then we'll get the guys off, and then we'll have our two-day prep before uh, Illinois. What's been interesting about your team is that when you talk to them, you know, obviously there's some people across the country who are saying, okay, should we, quote, keep playing? I get the sense that your players really want to be playing right now. Yeah, Steve, you, you, you got it right on the nose. The, these guys, um, they love the gym, and they, they keep saying that it's it's the most normal thing about this year is being in the gym and being together. Because uh, otherwise, you know, there's, life just isn't what everybody's used to. So they, you know, we can't do family events, can't do team events, can't do. So everybody kind of goes off on their own, and it's difficult for these guys. And I think, just, you know, there's a fine line. Everybody talks about mental health and, and both sides of it. For our guys, I take what I see from them and we communicate. We talk about it, and and you're right on everything they've said about it is they want to be in the gym. And it's never more obvious is when we have days off. You know, we have to take mandatory days off. And our guys are still in the gym. It's packed within rotations. Guys are in here, and it's never empty. And that just shows, again, it's, it's where they want to be. It's where they feel comfortable. So uh, we're fortunate that we have the ability to do that for these guys. Jim, when you when you look at the Michigan game, uh, the last time out, you were seven and nineteen in threes, which is like a thirty eight percent rate. That's a good number, but you were twenty five percent in twos. In watching the tape, did you shoot enough threes? Were there other threes available that your team could hunt down? Well, you know what, it wasn't even necessarily the hunting down of them. I just say, in the first half, we just had no offensive rhythm. I thought we had no offensive energy. Uh, ball got stuck. I thought we took some bad shots. Obviously, they bothered us around the rim a little bit. Uh, I thought we got better rhythm, better energy off of our defense, which let us flow a little bit. And then we started moving the ball and getting better threes, better shots. Um, you know, listen, when you see the makeup of our team, that's who we are. We have multiple guys on the floor that can shoot threes. Uh, in regards to that last play, uh, at, at that timeout, it was more so to attack. And we were going to take either or, you know, in that situation. I think it was a you know, two point game. We were going to take a layup or take an open three. It wasn't like we were looking for either. We were looking for what the defense gave us. And at that point, there was a lot of fake and stays where they kind of stayed on our shooters and Sam kind of got into the lane, uh, you know, left his feet a little bit, took a tough layup, and I thought he at least got into, you know, into the lane where you're looking to either get a layup, a foul, or a kick out. And I thought we, we executed to the point of getting in deep. Uh, we just didn't finish the play. Dick Girardi and I both felt that your defense got you back in the game. Is that how you looked at it? No question, no question. And listen, that's the way it's going to be. We need to defend. That, that's who we are, and we have to defend. When we defend, <clears throat> when we defend and rebound, you'll notice our defense, our offense, just plays better. You know, we play with better rhythm, we play with better energy, and that's something that we have to do. And I thought, start of the game, we just really weren't locked in defensively. Uh, gave up some threes, gave up some drives to the basket. And I thought in the second half when we really came out aggressively, it changed the whole tide of everything going on in that basketball game. And that's something as a, as a team we needed to learn. Like, we came out with great energy against Seton Hall. We came out with great energy against uh, Virginia Tech. 
uh, and we just didn't have that same energy that we normally had. And that has to change. We've got to make sure we come out yeah, and start every game that way. Yeah, how important that's, is that going to be against Illinois with Kofi Coburn inside, Ayodesumo outside? How important will be that, will that energy be from the jump yeah, when you it, play it, Illinois? It's very important in the Illinois game, but it's very important in every single game we have left. That's who we are. We, we are an energy fast playing team. We play a great pace and tempo both offensively and defensively. And if we don't play that way, I think we take away our advantage of who we are. So we have to play that way. And it can't be in spurts. It's got to be the start games. It's got to be the finish games. Right. I've asked you this before, but now you have a five-game sample size with it. Are, what are analytics telling you about your lineups? Are you comfortable with the lineup rotations you have right now, and do analytics match up with what you're seeing? It does. They do match up. Uh, I'm not totally a 100% analytics guy. I'm I'm both. You know, I go with my feel, go with my gut. Analytics doesn't take into uh, perspective of, you know, guys' psyches and who guys are, competitiveness and all that stuff. So I do like it. I think we, we're, we're kind of spreading numbers out very evenly. Uh, we really only have one player person right now that's averaging over 30 minutes a game. It's Jamari at 31. We're very balanced. I think we're very balanced offensively as a scoring team. Um, defensively, we're, we're you know changing things up with matchups at times, and I think we're doing a better job of that. Um, so right now, everything's kind of playing out like it says. And again, it's not necessarily who starts the games; it's, it's how we're finishing them and who we're finishing with, and obviously matching up the different lineups. What are you seeing from Abdul Timbila right now? You've been able to spot him in a couple of games here. What are you seeing from him? Can he give you even a little bit more as time goes, as he gets more Absolutely. experience? Absolutely. And he's getting better and better every day, and the plan is to play him more and more and more. Like, he's going to have, a, have to have a presence in this game against Illinois because of Kofi Coburn being so big and so physical. Um, and he's a rim protector for us. He's a guy that can block shots. He's a guy that can, can rebound the basketball out of his space. He's also a guy that we can throw it to in the middle. So we're, we've been really working on that over the past couple of uh, days. Again, you know, he sat out a year. The the um, our vocabulary and what we're doing with our ball screen coverages, our post defense coverage, a lot of stuff is new to him. He's trying to get used to it and learn it. Uh, but he's doing a, bit, a really good job, and you're going to see him play more and more as the season goes on. Now, he would be a player you'd have to explain the Big Ten to and the intensity of it. But what does it mean to you as a coach that you have a lot of guys that have won a lot of Big Ten games over the last three years or or two years in their career? How much does that help you in the understanding from your players that they know what they're getting into when they're in the conference? Yeah, I think think it's it's so important. And, And, again, that's why I think we're a little frustrated right now with the two losses we have because we're an older group and we feel like we should have won both those games. You know, we put ourselves in a situation to win both of them, obviously, to put ourselves in a situation to win the Michigan game on the road while not playing well. Uh, and in the Seton Hall game at home, we felt like we should have won that game because of our experience. So um, that's something that we're, we're continuing to build on. And I think, you know, having these more experienced guys help these guys who are less experienced, like Edu, or even like Sam, who's new to the league, or, or even Seth, for that matter, who, who really is only a, a sophomore. Um, so I think that's really important and, and understanding that you seeing this group, especially the nucleus of those five guys that have won a lot, uh, really building off of them and having these guys help these other guys. With finals now over, you will get into a basketball-only situation for a period of time. In fact, that period of time is going to last well, like three to four weeks, as a matter of fact, because of how late the semester begins. 
obviously, as you pointed out, Jim, this is uh, you have a team of gym rats. They love being in there. What do you want to accomplish with them in a basketball only situation? Well, I, I think it's a it's our mindset, right? Fresh bodies, fresh minds. Uh, just focusing on staying present, focusing on getting better. Uh, you know, more specifically, like focusing on playing defense without fouling. Uh, playing offense with better shot selection. So these are the things that we really have to improve on. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you're in the gym for three hours a day or you're doing double sessions because you have the time to do so. Um, you got to keep these guys fresh. But it's all—it's about you know maybe spending more time on film session, maybe spending a little bit more individual time with these guys. So just tightening things up for us. Um, you know, but with that said, uh, you know we're still playing games. You know, like it's still. You got Illinois, and you're going at Indiana. So the Big Ten, we're playing. We're not sitting back waiting for January to start playing games. So uh, while you're doing that, you're competing. So the focus on just getting better at every aspect that we can. Jim, absolute pleasure. Appreciate the time you gave us. Hey, thank you very much as well. Everybody, please stay safe out there. Jim Ferry, the head basketball coach of the Nittany Lions, joining us on the show today. Great to have you with us on the show. Next half hour, okay, in fact, in the next hour, we'll have James Franklin joining us on the show. He'll be with us at 4.06 today, so looking forward to that. Uh, appreciate the fact that Jim Ferry gave us time today. Carolyn Keeger in the next half hour as well. So a lot going on here. The Shermokin Dam Orchestra kicks into gear, and when they do, that means it's time for us to take a break. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. And six great flavors of slushies, too. I don't care if it's cold out. A slushy still tastes great. And that is all at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And remember, along the way, that gift cards. Lots of gift cards. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. I'm back. Brewers Outlet. Brewers Outlet. Brewers Outlet. Bud 30 packs 16.95. Bud 30 packs 16.95. Bud 30 packs 16.95. Or maybe a Molson 28 pack for just 19.95. Imports, microbrews, soda, snacks, hot sauce, and of course, the pickle bar. Have a friend? Need a present? How about a Brewers Outlet gift card? Merry Christmas to all, and thank you for the many years of patronage. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports domestics microbrews, the best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers. Always great at this time of the year. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. And, of course, they had not one, not two, but six different flavors of great slushies as well. Huh? Pretty good. 
Olive Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. We are in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. And that's the key to all this, all right? Sunburymotors.com. See a little snow out there. That is the part that, uh, you know, since there's a little snow out there, maybe you want to preview the vehicles online. Yeah, I like that. Uh, don't forget, uh, that's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 to 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Notre Dame is a 10.5-point underdog, Matt Bitter. Yeah, that's that's not right. But I get the reason why. I do. But the people that created the line are um, blind and or slash have an agenda. I think we just described your participation on the show. All right, so... (laughs) Thank you very much. I'm back at 7 o'clock. Don't forget to tip your waitress. (laughs) I'm glad to see somebody else getting it. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Uh, the talk to Santa thing when the suit went in the other night with a letter. I was like, just tell it. It's four to eight years old. <laughs> Total violation. Here's a letter. I want you to read it. I have, I have requests. <laughs> Including a condo at Del Boca Vista. All right. <laughs> You're on fire today. Oh, goodness gracious. All right. With that, let's turn our attention now. We just talked men's basketball with uh, Jim Ferry. Now we're going to talk Lady Lion basketball. Jim uh, James Franklin next half hour on Penn State football. Carolyn Keeger, head coach of the Lady Lion basketball team. To Carolyn, to you, your family, and your Lady Lion basketball family. From us to you, happy holidays. Happy holidays to you, Steve, and everybody else out there. All right. Your team is 3-1. and one. You, you had a great win over Rhode Island on a last-second shot. Then you went to Syracuse. They were ranked 22nd in the country when you went in there. You, you battled them right down to the last 90 seconds. What did you see and what did they show you in that moment that told you, okay, we're really making progress here? Well, first and foremost, we came out in that first quarter hot and uh, fearless, which which was incredible to see. Um, you know, going into a top twenty-five team, and they have one of the most experienced backcourts in the country um, on the road. Our first road game for thirteen new players. I thought they did a phenomenal job. You know, in that first quarter, um, then I, I think our lack of experience started to show a little bit there down the stretch, uh, turning the ball over. But you know, I'm really just proud of the carryover from practice and our ability to follow scouting reports and make adjustments on the fly. Lots of lessons to learn um, from that, but absolutely a confidence builder as we go into Big Ten. This is one of the toughest weeks of the season for any coach that has to go through it because this is finals week. So how did you have to move life around practice-wise on finals week, and were there a couple of practices where you looked around and said, okay, I only have X amount, but we have to get something done here? Yeah, finals week is always unique. You know, our players are going through so much mentally. Um, and then by the time they get to practice, they're just spent. But um, my staff did a phenomenal job finding out what times would work for all our player schedules. Um, you know, we had a couple days off this week as we 
you know, wanted to give them a mental break and make sure their studies um, were up to speed with what they needed to do finals. But uh, we've had some great practices. We actually uh, we, we wanted to have a fifth game um, here non-conference, and unfortunately that didn't happen. So what we did is we, we scrimmaged last Sunday uh, before finals week um, inter-squad and, you know, ran Purdue sets and, and got ready um, like we were playing Purdue. So I thought we got a lot of great reps out of that. Um, you know, probably got as much out of that as we would have played a non-conference opponent um, in terms of prepping for Purdue. But, you know, our players do such a great job um, having balance and, and making sure their studies are, are all caught up and then also, you know, locking in, stepping over that line um, when they come into practice. And Purdue, in fact, is 3-1, and one, and they open Big Ten play tonight. So they will have that extra game in there. Uh, obviously, you can't go have that advantage because you mentioned you couldn't schedule that extra game. How closely do you watch a game like tonight, just to see if you know where they are? Because they're three and one. I think their one loss is to Valpo. Yeah. Well, I think um, you know, anytime you're early on in the season, you're pretty much watching every possession that Purdue plays. <laughs> um, and, and tonight will be no different. You know, we'll be locked and loaded on that TV screen, and then have the film ready to go after that. Um, but you know, Valpo plays a very similar style to us. Sometimes with five guards on the floor and really stretches the floor. Um, which was encouraging to see because Purdue struggled with that. So um, looking forward to, to Sunday's game and um, a great test for, for a young team. And uh, we'll be ready. Uh, we've been battle-tested already by Syracuse. And, uh, you know, our practice squad has been amazing preparing us for Purdue. So looking forward to next Sunday. I want to get to uh, the fact that you do have the 13 new players. To do what you've done to this point, who are a couple of players that you look at that have had the ability to pull the group together? Because it always can't be you, and it always can't be the assistants. Yeah, uh, the first two that come to mind are Anna Camden and Kelly Jacot. Um, you know, Anna was here last year playing on significant minutes. Kelly was here for that second semester, wasn't able to play, but was able to just be a part of our culture shift and our rebuild. Um, those are two phenomenal leaders who are totally bought in 100% of the we above me mentality, love being at Penn State, are just so proud to wear that jersey every day. And yeah, They're culture drivers, and they're, they're positive influencers, and they're really rubbing off on everybody else and making sure that standard is, is where it needs to be every single day. Uh, Kelly Jaycott and obviously Cash have been a couple of players that have been able to score in double figures for you, along with McKenna Marisa, who knows how to make shots at the end, by the way. <laughs> so, yeah, you in the right place at the right time. That's yeah, what it's all about. You got that right. Right place, right time, right person shooting it. Those three are averaging in double figures, but you've been able to spread the scoring out. How dangerous has that made your team that you can come at, at, at teams from all angles? Our ability to stretch the floor and have three at any given time, I think, is what makes us special. Um, and, you know, we've been talking a lot about taking great shots versus good shots. And we have a lot of great shooters on our team. So when, when they're, like, semi-open or shooting even a contested shot, that's a good shot. But we, we don't want to settle for those, and we want to take great shots. So we've been really talking about that as a team. Uh, but, you know, when, when we're able to stretch the floor the way that we are with, with our shooters and then you have Janese Cash on the inside that can take it off the bounce from the high post or score back to the basket, uh, we're a unique team. And I think we'll be a unique team in the Big Ten that way when we can have five shooters on the court at one time. I felt in watching, and I may be completely wrong about this, so if if I am, just say it. I just felt last year with your team, it was, okay, let's win the media timeout. Okay, now let's win the next media timeout. Then let's win the next media timeout. I mean, you know, I mean like go like break the game in increments. Now, I may be completely off base on that, but sometimes teams will do that when they're looking around saying, okay, let's not like get them thinking about the whole. A, 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 a was that true, and B, has that now changed because of the makeup of this team? 
Absolutely true. You know, we talk a lot um, last year about four-minute segments, you know, or or five minutes with the quarters now. You know, just playing 200 feet at a time, winning that next possession, making sure that the standard is upheld with max effort, you know, every rep. Um, This year, not much changes in terms of of trying to stay focused on that next possession. Uh, But I will say I think this group goes in to every game with, with the expectation of winning and with that, you know, competitive mindset that obviously it's going to be a battle and you're going to have to earn it. But I think regardless of who we're going to play in the Big Ten, this group is going to be going to every game with knowing that we have that heart and we have that fight. So um, we're going to talk every single quarter break about what we need to, you know, change and make adjustments. But um, the goal, obviously, for us is to come out ahead at the end of the game with that W, and I think this group really believes in that. Because of the four games you've played so far, what have you seen from your team when over um, and, and with a young group and the, and the speed that we're trying to play at, obviously turnovers in the beginning of the year is something you're going to have to weather and teach and adjust to. Uh, but, but I thought that um, we need to do a much better job of weathering runs. Um, obviously, basketball is a game of runs. The teams are going to make theirs, um, especially when you go into a top 25 team on the road, which is going to happen to us a lot this year in the Big Ten. Uh, we got to make sure that we prepare for those runs, handle adversity, and, and weather that storm, which uh, we're getting a lot of practice here in 2020 of, of that. <laughs> So we should be ready to go. How do you like to end, uh, handle end of quarter, and how do you like to handle beginning of quarter? Yeah, it's so. So we've been really talking about the shot clock lately. You yeah. know, the, that first eight seconds of you know we want to push tempo, um, and then from about twenty-two to about eight on the shot clock, we want patience, um, and then from eight to about zero, that's when you, when you try to punish and get a great shot. So we've been talking a lot about that which kind of correlates into the end of quarters. We keep a lot of going for two-for-one possessions. You know, we, we want to have uh, two possessions to the other team's one with, with 65 seconds left on the clock, so we do a lot of special situations with that. Beginning of quarter or end of timeout or after timeout, we really try to get quick hitters in and, and get our top scorers the ball where they want it um, and in their wheelhouse of the sweet spot as you will. Yeah, that's the NBA, WNBA influence there as to how to handle that. What about substitutions? There are a couple, are there a couple players that you look at substitution-wise that when you get to the end of the quarter, uh, you'd like to give them an extra, you know, that extra minute on the bench, or do you need them to finish that quarter because of what we just talked about? Yeah, I think it's a feel. Um, yeah. we're, we're lucky in uh, the women's game that we obviously have the quarter, so that gives me that extra media timeout to play with as well. So you'll see me, you know, subbing. Kelly and, and McKenna out a lot, um, you know, at, at 5.50 or 5.30 to give them that extra 30 seconds uh, before that media timeout, and then we'll usually sub them back up in in the media timeout, and then we usually try to do the same thing at end of quarter. But if it's close and we have an opportunity for those two-for-ones that we talked about, love to have, you know, our experienced players on the floor to make sure they execute those scenarios. So I'm going to ask the last dance fan here, and <laughs> which you are, but how much influence is there now from NBA, WNBA, and, and how much in the off season do you take time to study a couple of those trends to see if they fit what you want to do with your team? A ton. You know, we, we watch a lot of uh, WNBA, NBA, and honestly a lot of European basketball as well, and um, just some great coaches overseas that are doing phenomenal um, cutting-edge stuff, and we've stolen a lot of those concepts this off-season from them as well. But uh, there's so many great coaches out there, so many great concepts. Um, you can kind of get overwhelmed when you, when you try to dive into it, but it, it's so fun, and I think our players are last year those concepts because, you know, especially now during quarantine, they've watched more NBA and WNBA ball than they ever have in their life as well. 
How do you want to handle the holidays with them? Um, because obviously the way the way this is set up, I mean, you're going to be playing during that time too. So how do you want to handle that? Yeah, it's, it's been tough, and it's something that all Big Ten coaches have kind of been picking each other's brains about right now. Uh, we play the 23rd at Michigan, um, and then we play again on the 31st. Um, so for us, uh, the schedule kind of ha- took care of a lot of stuff for us. Uh, but we'll play at Michigan. We'll, we'll fly home that night. Our players are going to test the next morning. Um, you know, on the 24th, and they're, they're going to have uh, the 25th to be with their families. And um, if they're in a drivable situation, that's safe for them um, and, and follows the, the protocols of COVID. Um, and then we'll test again on the 26th, and we'll be back at it. So um, not much time uh, for rest, but uh, I'm excited that our players will get some sort of little mental break because they need it and they deserve it. I mean, just the mere opportunity for them to be with family, even if it's a 24 to 36 hours, what do you think that can do for them? Because I don't, I'm not so sure everybody realizes, like when they're in the bubble, which essentially you are, you don't have contact with anybody outside. Yeah, it's it's been really hard, uh, you know, mentally for them. And uh, I give them a lot of credit because they've been staying focused and they've really been disciplined to follow the protocols. Um, you know, knock on wood, we've been really safe as a team right now, and uh, the team is really buying into that. I think our parents are as well. You know, the parents know that they have to quarantine to, to see their daughters um, and to be able to keep them safe for the season. So all, all across the board, top to bottom in our program, families included, everyone's done it. just a great job of, of being selfless and really buying into keeping these young women safe. How's the recruiting part of it gone? Because obviously you know if you bring a, a, a prospective student-athlete to this campus, the campus sells itself, the program sells itself, and so forth. But right now nobody can do that. So what have been the methods? How important has been Zoom? And what do you, how do you try to utilize Zoom to give them at least a feel for what Lady Lion basketball is and what the campus of Penn State is? Yeah, Steve, not, not going to lie. It's been really unique. Um, and um, I don't even want to use the word challenging because we're all in the same boat right now across the country. Uh, but it has been unique to try to sell something and not be face-to-face. Um, so give a, a lot of credit to my staff and our creative team here at Penn State. They've done just an amazing job of uh, recreating presentations and uh, getting videos ready to sell campus, to sell our program, to sell our team. Um, and I think we're having a lot of success with our Zoom calls and with our recruiting presentations. Obviously, it's never going to be the same by having a family in my office and selling, you know, Penn State. But we're making do, and um, we're got, we've been getting a lot of great traction from a lot of great recruits. Um, our, our team has, has been helping out, um, you know, with just some ideas that, that they would have liked to have seen as recruits at this time. Um, but, you know, it's it's all hands on deck at this point, you know, and from – from assistant coaches down to our support staff to myself, we're all having to recreate the wheel here. And uh, it's fun. It's challenging, you know. And uh, I think it's going to make us better in the long run for recruiting even after COVID's done because uh, we've gotten better with our presentations. And I don't know if we'll ever go back to regular phone calls again, to be honest. (laughs) Carolyn, to you, your coaches, the families, your student-athletes, their families, and the Lady Line basketball family, happy holidays. Thank you so much for giving us uh, time this evening. Absolutely. Happy holidays, everyone. Stay safe. We are. We'll come back with James Franklin in a moment on the Penn State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College.
When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Great to have you with us on the show today. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Uh, Santa tonight. Talk to Santa this evening. The 80-year tradition continues here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. James Franklin in the next half hour. The king in the final half hour. We can debate which one has higher ratings. The king will tell you it's him. We may dispute that. Yes, some have their own opinions of that. Would that be the suit? Um, yes. The suit is not a fan of the king? The the host, Chad Hershberger, just said, Talk to Santa has the best ratings. Oh, talk to... No, 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 no. I was talking about between the suit and then James Franklin. I wasn't talking about Talk to Santa. Oh. <laughs> I wasn't even talking about that. Well, James no, Franklin, already, then, yeah, no question. We we already know that, you know, Talk to Santa's got gigantic ratings. Um, spoiled a bit by a couple of interlopers that from a certain family in Danville <laughs> that just keep trying to invade the show all the time. I mean, it's just, like father, like son. All right, so uh, that's... <laughs> but we will talk about your team... Notre Dame and being what, what are they 10 in that point underdogs yes. that's the number yes. Brian Kelly today said that if they are invited to the Rose Bowl they may not go because the parents won't be able to go and to be honest with you I think he makes a very good point I realize that what the rotation says is that as the Rose Bowl's turn to host. And believe me, as someone who's had the privilege of doing that game a couple of times in his career, uh, there is no greater setting. I mean, uh, to, to say I've enjoyed every second of sitting in a booth doing a Rose Bowl game would be an understatement. Uh, but I think in this year of COVID, you have to be creative with what you're doing. You have to think outside the box. And if they're going to allow fans in Arlington, and they're going to allow fans in Miami Lakes, which is where the Orange Bowl is, can't you switch out the Rose Bowl for 
Arlington or Miami Lakes and then put the Rose Bowl in that spot as the semifinal next year? I mean, I think you have to have some flexibility with doing this because the players are being flexible. I think the organization has to consider flexibility as well. I don't think I don't think he's out of line with what he's saying. And sometimes you can you can have the line so rigid that the, it, it skirts a line called common sense.